0: After growing up working in the restaurant business and then 17 years in the beer industry, founder Shark Gabe was ready for a change. He figured if he could take his two biggest passions, spicy food and sharks, and turn that into a career, it would be a pretty fun life. With some family recipes and help from his family and friends, he took the summer of 2018 to put together the blueprints for the Spicy Shark. The feeding frenzy began February of 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, Spicy Shark founder, Mr. Gabe DiSaverio. He makes craft hot sauce, wing sauce, sriracha, hot honey, and hot syrups. He's Gabe Severio. He is the owner and founder of The Spicy Shark here today, live on the podcast. Gabe, thank you for being on, sir.
1: Everything you said is true, and I sincerely appreciate it.
0: Uh, we we had you on the show before. It was February 2019. And I felt at this at that time, we just kind of scratched the surface. And I have so many more questions and things I want to get into with you. Um, but since since then, but thank you for being on the show. How's everything going over there at the Spicy Shark?
1: Things are going great. Things are going really great. You know, we had a, a scary two months when everything, um, you know, went upside down uh, last year in March and April. But I'll tell you what uh right at Memorial Day I mean it wasn't like a slow turn back on the faucet it was it just came back hard and ever since Memorial Day it's been really strong we almost almost doubled our sales in 2020 versus 2019 which is insane you know since I was worried about staying in business you know in the middle of April and it's been great it's been
0: really great That's amazing to hear that too and I love to see um you know I follow you guys all over social media and and check out the website a lot. And again your your team and yourself all your branding and everything is is just looks so great. And uh, I encourage the listeners also to check out the spicyshark.com t h e s p i c y s h a r k .com by I've been telling people buy two bottles of hot sauce. Don't just get one. Like I want I want people to buy two and I want them to email and tag you and tag us so that we know that our listeners are actually going there and not just frauds. That's what I want to, that's what I want to. At least
1: two. And the good thing is, you know, we have our five fin now six fin, uh, heat scale. We have our five fin, and then we have the six fin series for extreme heat. So if you're not sure, uh, what your heat level is, consult the fins and we go from mild to wicked hot and then extreme heat.
0: You go to wicked hat,
1: wicked hot,
0: the, uh, the six fin series, the, um, the scales just for the people not familiar explain like so i go to your website gabe I go to the spicy shark.com. i want to get some hot sauce let's just say i'm kind of a wimp and i don't want something that's like going to burn me what, what do you recommend
1: so if you are a true true beginner then we just start at the bottom of the scale which is and just so you know like tolerance of hot peppers and heat Is like tolerance of anything else. You know, you could argue some people are more gifted than others, but really it's practice and kind of similar to alcohol in the sense if you build up a tolerance and also if you have a high tolerance and you don't have any hot peppers or hot sauce for a long time, your tolerance will go down. So if you're a novice, I would start with a one or a two fin. You know, I call um, one mild, I call two warm. So I'd start on the syrup side with our mild blueberry syrup. You know, my four-year-old can have that on our pancakes or our smoked maple sriracha and then uh, slowly climb up.
0: That's amazing. What if you're not a beginner? I like that you use that term. What if you were born and part of your heart was like a ghost pepper and you needed something really hot all the time? What's like your, your fire for that?
1: then I'd go straight for the six fin. That's what's in my holster. If you really love it hot, and just for everyone to know at all times, our number one priority is amazing flavor. Um, You know, we don't use extracts. We don't use things that are gonna cause pain. Now don't get me wrong. If you don't eat hot sauce or spicy things and you go straight to something that's four or five or six fins, it will hurt temporarily and then you'll be okay. But if you really like it scorching hot, I'd go for our six fin series. And so kind of the precipice of that was I loved our fifth fin uh, product, the Megalodon, which is a Carolina Reaper sauce. But I'm like, you know what? I'm a true chili head. And I'm like, this is a really hot general public sauce, but I I need like something that's hot enough for me. I'm like, I can't own a company and don't have a product that's hot enough for me. So I worked for six months and I said, all right, I've got a five fin, you know, fin scale. what, I already have a five. What do I do? You know, it's kind of like spinal tap. Well, this one goes to 11, but I'm like, I need the 11 to be hotter. So I said, well, the six fin series. And I said, well, shoot, I've already got a Megalodon. That's the biggest shark to ever exist. You know, wh- where do I go from here? I go, well, mythical creatures that come up into my head at two in the morning, half hammerhead shark, half alligator spelled with a new England accent. So it's the you know?
0: I was gonna, I was going to ask you about that. Cause I was thinking, uh, you have the Megalodon. Like, what, what would you, what would be, what would happen next? So, is that what the Hamagata is? Is that your yeah, thing? the,
1: the Hamagata? It goes straight sci-fi from this point. You know, the world is upside down. <laughs> We've got hybrid creatures that swim around in my brain, and now they're on a label on on our hot sauce.
0: Well, I think the next venture for Spicy Shark should be genetic splicing and experimentation, where you actually create these things. Um, Absolutely. Without government approval.
1: Yeah, and then have a Jurassic Park underwater. I mean, it's yeah. all happening.
0: The kids would love it. Uh, I'm nursing a bottle of the spicy shark jalapeno right now, which is delicious, by the way. Where do you uh, where does that rank on the on the thin scale?
1: So that would be a warm. That's our nurse shark. um, And that is uh, a two on the five. So that uh, a two on the five in our scale is kind of like a Tabasco or Cholula from a heat level. They taste nothing like those products. Nothing wrong with those products. They just don't taste like them but R2 is probably like a, a standard hot sauce, Louisiana style Tabasco.
0: It's delicious. You guys are great. You guys are just such an amazing company. Um, and, you, you know, I, I was, we, I've done my homework before with the spicy shark and we've had you on before and I, I've seen how much you've grown. And, you know, I, I saw you were in Mich- Michigan re- recently. You like broke Michigan. There were, you did some, yeah. What it's Tell us crazy about
1: display. that. These, these accounts kind of find us and it's a place called Zerbos and they just opened up their second location in Michigan in a town called Walled Lake. And they reached out and they said, you know, we wanted to have some of our favorite and best-selling products. And I'm like, we're one of your favorite and best-selling products, okay. And they said, yeah, so we wanna do like a big display for our new store. And I'm like, this is just insane. We're in New Hampshire. We've only been here three years. And this place in Michigan wants to do like a seven case island display. And it, it's just unreal. It was, it was really cool
0: it's amazing it looks really great too and congratulations to you know all the success that you guys have you started uh the spicy shark i just want to give the listeners before we get into some other stuff a little bit of history so tell us like the genesis of how this all came to be
1: so well you know i'm pretty verbose so i'm going to try to be as succinct as possible so i'd say uh it's two-pronged um First is the hot sauce part. So I've always just really liked very hot food. And I grew up in, uh, as you know, a pretty diverse part of Northern New Jersey. And a lot of my friends were Indian and Asian. So I was eating, you know, really kind of hot food before I was even 10 years old. Our our fast food spot was called curry in a hurry. I can't make that up. And so we would often get curry in a hurry. And so I was always eating really hot things. And you know, I would always do the wing challenge at whatever place we were at, you know, throughout my entire life. So I've always really been into it. And then in 2010, um, I went to this place called Greenport Fire, which is uh, kind of in my other hometown in um, in, on the North Fork of Long Island. And I tried this brand called Queen Majesty out of Brooklyn to give them a little shout out. And then I got into craft hot sauces. And I was like, these are unbelievable, you know, Um, and I started messing around and making things. And, and got into it uh, from there, and then launched the company in 2018. Um, so I've just always been, I guess, a spicy guy, and um, you know, uh, m- my wife as well. She actually at one point had a higher heat uh, heat tolerance than me. And uh, and then when I started the company, I knew uh, that it would be shark involved. So I've always just been a total Jaws fanatic. Like i take vacations to Martha's Vineyard because that's Amity Island, and just always really, really into Jaws and sharks. And um, in 2012, I was at Martha's Vineyard for Jaws Fest, naturally. And I met when eventually nice. the wife of uh, the late Peter Benchley, who wrote Jaws and talked to her for like half an hour. She told me all about um, kind of her shark conservation efforts. And she had started a nonprofit called Shark Savers. And at the time I was like, I had no idea sharks were in danger. I didn't know idea they needed uh, help. And you know, she told me about the destruction, you know, 100 to 120 million sharks a year killed by humans a lot for their fins. And I was horrified. And she even said that uh, her husband's uh, kind of his wish was that he never wrote uh, the book Jaws, because he felt responsible for the demonization of sharks and um, kind of the graphic, almost borderline mass extinction that is happening. So I got into shark conservation back in 2012. And so when I started this company, I'm like, I know it's going to be shark themed and I know I'm going to be giving back to different nonprofits in shark conservation. And I said, well, the spicy shark, it just, that's it. That's how, what it's going to be.
0: It's such a great company. And and the fact that you, aside from the branding and like the awesome team you have and and that the product, it, it's really great stuff. I mean, I, if you haven't uh, purchased it or, or tried it, please like listeners, give it a, give it a shot. Cause it is really great. And I'm not just saying that. Um, the fact that you know you, you care about sharks so much, because you know on this show and myself, I'm a big shark advocate. I, I love sharks. They're they're majestic, sentient beasts that you know uh, that need to be saved because they're they're vital to our survival with um, in the ecosystem in the oceans. The fact that you care so much and you you know you you give them shout, shout outs and you do a lot of uh, you know advocacy for them and, and promotion for uh, you know researching on their work um, is just really inspiring. Uh, and I think you're just a great dude for doing that. And I hope you deserve in two years to have uh, the spicy shark IPO go off and you and your wife and kids <laughs> need to live on a 40 million private Island uh, down with Tom Brady next door down in Florida. I've somewhere.
1: got a, well, I'd love to definitely be with Tom Brady anytime, but you're probably a, big, a long Pat's ways fan,
0: Right. I would imagine. I, I'm
1: a huge Pats fan, but I am also a huge Tom Brady fan. And I, I am not a fan of Pats fans who were not rooting for him in the Super Bowl because um I was rooting hard for him. Now, if Tampa yeah, was playing Patriots, I'd, I'd be rooting for the Patriots, but I, I was rooting hard for Tom. And see, I'm lo- sure he loves sharks.
0: He, lo- I'm sure he does. And I, I love that to. you are a good fan like that. And I, I like Tom Brady. I root for him. I'm not a Pats fan. I'm, I'm an Eagles fan. But uh, to see somebody that great, who was the greatest uh, athlete, in my opinion, of all time, hands down, more than Michael Jordan, more than Muhammad Ali, I don't any of those arguments he's he his consistency is, is the best he um you're, you you got to root for that because I don't think you or I will see this someone like that again in our lifetime uh I really don't I don't I don't I mean he's a that's a once in a lifetime enigma Tom Brady for someone to be that good for that long
1: and he's got more Super Bowls than any franchise I mean it's unbelievable so it's amazing
0: yeah, I,
1: I don't I don't anticipate seeing that
0: I like that he uh Went to Tampa Bay that late in his career, and because he, he, that could have went a lot of ways. He could have retired. He could have, but he goes to this other team in the other in another in the other league, and wins a Super Bowl at age forty three with with Gronk. Uh, it, it was like two thousand twelve again, and I was like, this is amazing to see the Super Bowl in Tampa. I'm sorry, I don't know why we're talking about Tom Brady. I just had to crowbar <laughs> that in. But anyway, yeah, it, it's just cool. I'm glad that you're like you're a true fan. Did you so you watch the game? When you guys watch sporting events, is the condiments in the house and the food spicy shark product based?
1: We always do fun. Like the hot sauce community is so awesome. And I was in the beer business for 17 years and the beer business was an awesome business too as in regards to kind of, camaraderie. So um, what I love is people are really into trading products. So I've become friendly. And I think we actually might've gotten connected through my friends at Haas Sauce, your friends at Haas Sauce too, up in Oregon. And it's just such a great community. So we do so many different trades. So I actually have a lot of different uh, sauces in the fridge. Um, I think last night I had some from high desert uh, down in Arizona, but no, we do have a lot of our products and I do make our wing sauce in a half gallon. So we were we were feasting off the half-gallon wing sauce during the Super Bowl, that's for sure.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I think I saw you guys posted something on Instagram, Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. By the way, follow the Spicy Shark on Instagram at the Spicy Shark, on Twitter at the Spicy Shark. I like that all your social media is consistent, unlike this show where it's the <laughs> underscore podcast or podcast. I, right. c-
1: I couldn't believe it, honestly, that it was all it. available. And my uh, my friend who helps me with the social media marketing, she also said that it's unbelievable. Because when I first tried to get my URL, I was going to call the company Spicy Shark. And that was taken, but it you know, it was just someone who bought it and was going to try to sell it later. And oh. it was for sale for like five grand. I was like, well, can't do that. But then the Spicy Shark was not taken. And that's the reason we're called the Spicy Shark and not Spicy Shark uh, is because the Spicy Shark was available. And then all the social media handles happened to be available, too. And then two years later, the guy who owned nice. the spicy shark actually sold me that at a very low price. Um, and uh, now if you if you do put just spicyshark.com, com, it will redirect to us, which is nice because. Oh, of
0: that's smart. Do, yeah. That's a big company move too, Gabe's buying up the little like URLs that feed to you. That's like a smart <laughs> thing because people forget. It's so funny. You
1: know? Some people think we've been around for like ten years and that we are this huge company. And it's like uh, it's me and some friends and family. And my sister helps me out. It's just uh, it's it's craziness. Yeah, but, but it looks uh, like
0: it. You guys give the illusion that you have been around for a really long time. And by the way, you've been around three years. That's nothing to scoff at. Um, that's that's a that's a long time, especially for hot sauce companies. And for you guys to go as far as you did is, I think, it, as a fan, as a consumer, is a testament to a quality product and how like awesome and good you guys are because I've done some research on hot sauce companies. Apparently you can just wake up and slap a, a label that you made on your computer on a bottle and sell it because there are like hundreds of thousands of hot sauce companies that just pop up. And I say company loosely. I mean, there's people that just create one and throw it on social media and say, buy it. And then they like go away. Cause they like, they can't do it. I think for you guys to to get where you have is a testimony to how good your stuff is and that you know what you're doing.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, there are, it, it, there are a lot of new entries every year, and it is always interesting to see the ones that stick around. So, um, yeah, no, we are we are very pumped to be in our our third full year, and we feel very fortunate that it's going well.
0: You guys are so nice too. I, I have this feeling that people in the hot sauce community are very close knit and kind because I say the H- hot sauce says the same thing. I try to get them to bash these little guys. I'm like come on, is this even FDA approved, like Matt's wicked sauce? This guy is like printing this in a basement. How is he able to like sell this? And they'll be like, well, you know, we like to follow people back and be, be kind because we remember being the little guy too. And I'm like, oh, I want to see an angry hot sauce company, just like, like a <laughs> shark, like you're a shark. I want to see you like eat up these little guys, but you're
1: so kind Well, of- that's, but that's the reputation sharks have. As you know, that's not true. Sharks no. are friendly and they just want to play around.
0: They just want to play around sharks. Yeah. You, we had Jim Abernathy on the show about three weeks ago, the photographer. Yeah. Um, and he uh, was showing a video about the, how sentient sharks are and how you know, they like being pet and things of that nature. And um, I started crying on the show. He started crying. And it was like, that's the biggest misconception about sharks is that they're, you know, the jaws curse. They're these beasts that want to eat you and nothing could be farther from the truth.
1: And, and to go back to the con, uh, um, uh, conservation end of things, that's, that's the toughest part is the image. And if you look at, um, just to throw a stat out there, out of all philanthropic giving, less than 1% is for the ocean, which is insane. Less than 1% of all philanthropic no. giving is for the ocean. And within that, almost none is for sharks because of the, it really is just a, a PR problem. And one of the things that people can do you know to kind of help that is just talk about it you know uh, get involved in shark tourism if you haven't dove you know go on a shark dive i mean they're they're unbelievable but uh to your point i mean there's videos there you can watch people petting tiger sharks on tiger beach um there's that great video of the shark dentist who's literally at the bottom of the ocean pulling hooks out of the shark's mouths and you know a lot of this is you know don't don't try this at home by yourself never doing it before but Um, there is just so much opportunity to, to give and to help. And uh, there's a lot of great charities and uh, to give a quick shout out on my website, we have a, um, uh, a save the sharks tab. And that lists all of the the nonprofits we work with Um, the shark stewards and the shark allies. We, we work with the closest. They're both actually based in California um, but they have chapters in uh, Florida as well as uh, worldwide. And they're doing some unbelievable things. Um, But, they need all the help and support. So if you're interested at all, you know, check out the Save the Sharks on my website and check out the Shark Stewards and the Shark Allies. Uh, it doesn't benefit the spicy shark. This is kind of one of our goals is to help them.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a so what you said to people, just start a conversation, talk about sharks, educate yourself, learn about them. It's it's very admirable and important that I think you put that on your site Gabe. It's a selfless doesn't promote the company. You're you're just all about let's let's save the sharks. And if you go to uh spicyshark.com, you see it right up top, save the sharks. It's like three tabs in. And you do a listings of all the organizations or a lot of the organizations that are you know fighting to help save the sharks or raise awareness. And it, it's a very uh, it's a very cool thing that I don't see a lot of companies doing. And I, I feel like you're right. Have a conversation about it. Learn more about sharks and educate yourself that they're not these killers. And that that's crazy that it's uh less than 1% of philanthropic. You said philanthropic money raised like, yeah,
1: worldwide? all, yeah. Less than one goes to the ocean. And, they, so, and the um, ocean
0: is, is 80% of our planet and so important and detrimental to our survival. Uh, not only as a species, as a race, but you know, uh, in our ecosystem, every you know, everything's tied together. So you, it's crazy, but yeah, very admirable that you do that. Um, I want to talk about your a big Jaws fan, May, maybe the biggest Jaws fan. There's like <laughs> there's Spielberg, who did the movie, probably knows a lot and, and enjoys it as his first blockbuster. Then there's Gabe. So I feel like
1: <laughs> and then after me, Richard Dreyfuss and some of the
0: others, you know, Yeah, just up there. I feel like you're probably more of a Jaws fan than Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, so you
1: purchased- he actually he actually thought the movie was going to be a huge flop. Richard Dreyfuss was very negative on it. Yeah. Why and, is uh, that? I don't you know, he he apparently had a real uh, attitude problem uh, when he was younger. And and he's talks about that and how it really hurt his career. But he thought Jaws was going to be a massive flop and uh, had no confidence in it. And uh, clearly, uh, I think he knows he was incorrect.
0: Yeah, I I bet he's I'm
1: ahead of Richard. You're right.
0: You are. I bet he's hard to work with. I heard during Mr. Holland's opus, he hated it because he didn't listen to rock and roll. And I don't I don't trust any man that that doesn't listen to rock and roll. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Um, but yeah, he, uh, so you, you're such an avid fan and you made a, 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 significant purchase in 2020, Gabe. I did. Can you tell us about this? Cause this might be the coolest thing any of my friends has ever done. By the way, so, I, I call you a friend too. I tell people, I'm like, yo, my friend just got the jaw, the chief Brody's truck. Like he did. I was like, sure did. They're like, are you I going love for it. a ride? I'm like, ah, we're in lockdown, dude. Fly over
1: to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. We have uh, our own airport. It's small. And yeah. we will go for a ride. He's in storage though, so um, right. so yes, I did make a very big purchase. Uh, thank God, my wife is a supporter, or, or it wouldn't have happened. So um, I was eight when I saw Jaws, and I just I was obsessed with everything in the movie, but especially uh, with Chief Brody's 1975 Chevy Blazer. I said, I just want to have one of those. That's what I want my car to be since I was a kid. And I'm not even, I'm not a car person. I'm really not. But I was obsessed with that specific automobile for that specific reason. It was Chief Brody's ride. So probably starting at age 25, I'm 41 now, uh, starting age 25, I would seriously look like every three months or so, scour the internet and say, are there any 1975 Chevy Blazers for sale? And there always were. But either they were in completely wretched condition, and I'm not a skilled mechanic. Um, So either it was a project I couldn't do, or uh, it was completely, they're remodeled, and the price tags are like $45,000. And I'm like, well, I, I can't do that either. So I just kept looking, kept looking. So it was during COVID when it all started, probably March, and I was doing my quarterly search. And I go, look at this one. There's a 1975 Chevy Blazer. And there were two very key things about it. Number one, it was the exact color as Brody's. Um, number two, so I was like, well, there's five grand. I don't have to spend for a paint job. And number two, it was going up for sale at an auction in North Carolina. So I'm like, who knows what the price is going to be? Ooh. So um, um, I turned to my wife and I'm like, I think this is the one. I'm like, Are you? will you support me on this? I told her what I was willing to spend. And she goes, she literally goes... Gabe, you work eight days a week, and you've been talking about this car since our third date. Go for it. I'm yeah, like, all I'm right, a shark. I'm in. I'm in. so uh, I, it's um, GAA, which is the biggest uh, classic car auction. I, I filled out all the forms, showed them I had money in the bank. And um, I didn't fly down there, and I didn't want to do it on the internet in case I had a bad connection. So you, I had someone on the phone bid for me. And it was just like you would expect that they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, what's
0: going on? So (laughs) I'm like, am
1: I even? Yeah, it was it was exactly like you see. And so it it ended up being me and this other guy going back and forth, going back and forth. And then my last bid was my highest bid. And that won it. And I was like, oh, I literally was shaking. I know people say that like I was like shaking uncontrollably. Um, Then they quoted me what it would cost to drive it up. To, uh, uh, and I was like, well, I can't pay that. So I flew down to uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, everyone said I was a lunatic. Uh, the car didn't even start, but I started it. So we had to jump it. And, uh, and I drove my poor baby, who I've, who I've named Marty, I drove him 800 miles back, this poor 1975 car, uh, back to New Hampshire over the course of two days. And then I spent all summer remodeling him to look identical uh, to Brody's car in Jaws. So it has Amity police on it. It has the exact hubcaps from the movie. It has the police lights. Um, so it looks identical. And it's been like literally the joy of my life.
0: It is so <laughs> cool. That is such an amazing story. And awesome you did that. And that's like the coolest movie car you could get. There's like the Chief Brody police chief truck, police car. There's the Ghostbusters Ecto-1. And then there's like the Jurassic Park Jeep. Those three are <laughs> like the Citosphere of like, what to get. And you got it. And you have, um, you're, that's awesome that your wife was like, you know, you work this many days, go get it. And you were like, it's on, how long did it take you to restore the whole not restore it, but turn it into the, the police. It was a good,
1: I'd say it was three months. And, um, the hardest part was I I work with this amazing company. They're called sticker cabana in Hampton, New Hampshire. And, um, it was getting the, uh, lettering, um, to be identical to the movie. And that was a real challenge. Plus they're just really busy too. So to get the lettering right and to get it on, um, that was the last part. Um, I I, lo- I don't know why I get so excited about the hubcaps, but I do, I had to find, I found one company in Chicago that had the front hubcaps. And then I found another company in Arizona that had the back hubcaps, but I had to like search all over the country to get the same hubcaps that he had. And, um, then I had to, um, taking the top off, holy cow, because it's fiberglass. Yeah, how did you took do three, that? Me, it was four of us, four of us to detach it. Uh, so that's in storage right now. And then I had to paint the roll bar. The roll bar um, was the same tan as the body. And in the movie, the roll bar is black. So I had to get the roll bar out in order to spray it black. So oh. um, so it was, it was a process. It was a process for sure. And then there was a couple just like touch up things, you know, it didn't, pass inspection the way it was so we had some kind of mechanical things and electrical things that were not jaws related that just needed to get the vehicle so that i i wouldn't get uh, pulled over for driving was that
0: a fun i mean i know that's a lot of work but was that a fun process to do that because i would think like, no, uh, I you're doing love every this. second you're building this you're you know you're you, you have this you're making this come true and it's yours too it's not like hey i'm working on somebody else's like you own that yeah. like that's so cool i Are loved the, every the lights second. on there operational the No.
1: Well, you, so no. And there's actually a little bit of a story as to why. So um, before I bid on it, I I said to myself, I was like, is there any chance I'm going to be pulled over for impersonating a police officer? You know, it says Amity police on I'm Like, yeah, I'm going to check. So I have two friends of mine who are police officers and I, and I reached out to both of them and they were both like, you know, saying it's possible, but here's, they just said, here are the things you want to do. Number one, have fake lights. Just make no matter what. You never want to have lights that can turn on. Uh, number two, get antique plates um, and vanity plates. So I was like, oh, okay, great. Because uh, if it's an antique plate, it'll be clear that you're, you know, it's not a current, uh, you're not trying to impersonate you. It's a vintage car. So I got antique oh. plates with, and I got the vanity Amity, of course. So the license plates say Amity for <laughs> Amity Island. So and then cool. the third part was, don't dress up as a cop and pull someone over I say, you know, I can, I can manage that too. So uh, for those reasons, I do not have working lights, but they, you, you wouldn't, know that. You wouldn't I, that,
0: know that. No, you wouldn't. I saw that they look real, but I guess that's a good thing. You really don't want to have that option. You probably have more self-control than I did, but I would definitely <laughs> light them up if I had those, there would just be a day where I'm just like, whoa, you are like what, that's not a cop. Um, the, uh, I want to get into cause I know we have limited time, but, uh, if we may, on uh, Twitter, we had a bunch of questions from people for Gabe. We tweeted out on Wednesday. Uh, Spicy Shark is going to be on the show. Gabe from Spicy Shark on Wednesday. Please tweet us your questions. We're going to read them on the air and ask uh, Gabe. So, Gabe, if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a few questions from our, our uh, from the Twitterverse out there. I'm ready. Uh, okay. Uh, question number one. This is from Goliath7989. Uh, Gabe, how often are you testing new flavor combinations and what's the process of coming up with some peppers and mixing them with other ingredients?
1: So what I do is I kind of come up with a flavor profile that I want. Like, so I'll never, I'll never, um, I'll never say, um, oh, I want to make my version of that sauce. So I'm I'm gonna answer this question by giving the uh, how I how I came up with Hamagata, my most recent, which is the six fin, the extreme heat one. And here's what I said: I said, okay, I wanna make something that's an absolute scorcher. All right, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna so I'm gonna obviously I'm gonna use very hot peppers. Now the peppers that I landed on ended up being Carolina Reaper, Scorpion, Habanero, and Seven Pot Cream. So those ended up being the peppers I chose. But my thought process went, okay, if I'm going to make something that's scorching hot, but still, you know, my number one priority is having a lot of flavor, you know, I'm like, what can really cut through heat? So I've been to New Orleans 15 times. It's my favorite city in the world. I'm a, I love New Orleans. One of my best friends used to live there, so I'd see him all the time. And I said, you know what? I love the Caj- Cajun flavors and C- that, that yeah. style of Cajun Creole really has such a strong powerful distinct flavor on its own i'm like you know what that's something that kind of flavor profile is something that's going to be able to stand up to score to blazing heat so i was like all right this is going to be a cajun creole type and technically it's creole because there is tomato in it that's the only difference between cajun and creole cooking so anyway so i said that that and so really like that sauce that's how it came you know um, for the, my Caribbean style, you know, there's so many different types of Caribbean, but I'm a big a fan of pineapple. And so I just went with like, all right, well, and, and, and then you start talking about like the so- the, the, the peppers and the flavors that make sense. So like with Hamigator, I said, okay, well, Troy Primo, Troy Primo is the guy who invented the seven pop Primo. And he happens to be from Louisiana. So I was like, well, I want to tie that in, you know what I mean? I want to have, this is going to be a Cajun style sauce. And so it really kind of starts taking on, its own uh, legs. And then the marketing kind of comes in. I go, Oh, well, gators, gators are uh, Louisiana. So I was like, and this is going to be like a mythical creature. So that's why the alligator part came in. Cause I'm thinking like in the Bayou and a Cajun creature and yeah, next it makes thing You sense. know, it's, a, it's half hammerhead, half gator. And so, yeah, it's usually like some sort of a concept like that. And then it just, it's kind of like writing a song, you know, you kind of put the drum beat down and then the guitar comes. And so that's how that one was made. Uh, and I am working on something. I've been working on it for a good six months, and things have gotten crazy, so it's been put on hold. But I am working on my uh, my second six fin. Um, so Ooh. our next product launch will be another six fin product. But I, I, it was supposed to come out this month, and we're not even. I don't know if it'll come out this year. But, uh, but. Uh, do you take your
0: fund. time with that stuff now, or is it more? I, like do. You have I do. I do. The down.
1: portfolio is so big. Um, you know, we have twelve yeah. retail products, and. That's a lot, um, and I'm fortunate that I was in the beer business so long, and I manage such a big portfolio of products that you know I I have some background in managing that many SKUs, but it's a lot. So just purely from an inventory and uh, not going out of stock and managing that portfolio, you know, product innovation kind of takes a back seat when you already have that many styles.
0: Yeah, when you when you uh, because you guys do have a lot of products and. They're all very unique and you can tell, obviously, just by going to the website that you, you know what you're doing. You know your stuff. You've done your homework. So I would imagine the lab, quote unquote, where you create these um, is probably pretty exciting for you guys, I would think.
1: It is. And it's really my small kitchen in my condo in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. <laughs> that is the land.
0: Where is Portsmouth? Give me like for it, an idiot that hasn't been to New Hampshire. Is, so where
1: is it? it is. Uh, no one knows anything about New Hampshire. We were known for the the man on the mountain and then his face fell off and we don't even have him anymore. Oh, um, no. so, sad.
0: Uh, so sad. But
1: we are an hour north of Boston um, on the water. So uh, New Hampshire has the least amount of seacoast of any uh, Seacoast State. We are 18 miles strong in between Massachusetts and Maine, and we live on the 18th mile right before Maine starts.
0: So, so less uh, coastline than Rhode Island.
1: Yes, significantly less.
0: Even wow. though
1: oh, look, it's my wife. She came to say hi. Hey, hey. And now she left.
0: She left. That was that was Mama Shark. That was uh, another question, Gabe. I uh, if you don't mind, this is from uh, PW Grow on Twitter. The company has taken some cues from Gabe's time in the beer industry, such as the Special Six Fin series. Is that is that correct?
1: I well, I don't know if it is because of the beer business, but well, uh, maybe.
0: The question is, how has his experience in adult beverages helped him in this hot sauce industry?
1: Oh God, it's helped me immensely. Um, you know. I think one of, the, one of the reasons we've been able to be successful right off the gate is that my entire career was, if you really break it down uh, to everything I did for the 17 years in the beer business, it was selling glass bottles of liquid through a distribution network. Obviously, not very sexy when you break it down like that. It's a lot more fun to say, hey, I'm in the beer business and we, uh, we drink and party and go to Patriots games. <laughs> but what I was doing was managing a huge portfolio of different styles of products, working with distributors and with retail accounts and selling them. So my entire career was doing exactly that. And now, of course, there's a lot of differences between beer and hot sauce. But when it comes to the back end of the business and running operations and making the product and selling it through a distributor network, I think I had a really big leg up Um, for just the knowledge of how to sell to not only wholesale accounts and you know stores but to be able to sell to distributors so um, and I'm actually uh, with that question it's funny I'm with four beer distributors out of the distributors that we have four of them are beer distributors that you know do not sell any other hot sauces or non-beer products but luckily because I knew them they're like hey your products are selling really well in our beer stores like and Next thing you know, I've got beer distributors selling Spicy Shark, which is pretty cool. So I think the answer is it's been, uh, a, a, you know, an incredible help. And, you know, the company I worked for, the Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams, they're a pretty incredible company. And and um, so I learned a lot.
0: I think beer and hot sauce should have more collaborations out there. Because if you think about it, they do go pretty well hand in hand, especially at home. If you're eating something with uh, it's, a, it's a, good, a good pairing on the on the palate. You know, you have a cold beer. You have your Sam Adams, your Boston lager, or a Pilsner, whatever. And then you have, you know, something to eat. You have the hot sauce there. Like it's a good, especially during the wintertime. It's like a perfect 100%. Combination.
1: And, you know, I we kind of coined the term, we call it craft heat. You know, you think of craft beer. And um, so I call it craft heat. And we actually bought that URL, craftheat.com. And I have Ooh. some ideas of what I want to do with it. Um, they've just, unfortunately, they've just all taken a back seat uh, at the moment. But I think there's yeah. so much. Uh, back when events were happening, and I am certainly hopeful events will happen again. Yeah, um, they will. You know, some of our best events were going to big Oktoberfest things, and you know, things in the beer business. And you're right, Matthew. It was a complete, you know, easy tie-in. And craft beer drinkers have really loved craft hot sauce.
0: It'll. I think that's cool that you have all these other, you know, uh, things of the fire uh, brewing there. But I think we will get back there. And I have a theory about this. People are so tired of being stuck in and told to stay in even if they didn't go out before that once this blows over people are going to go out in record numbers I, i've been to two dodgers games in maybe three years i'm going to go to 30 the next time i can <laughs> and just because i can't i'm just going to immerse myself where people can just brush by me and touch me like bruce willison unbreakable or i just go in the middle of because i just people just want to get out I love i've that. never been to new that. hampshire i'm going to take I four trips there um uh, one more question, and then uh, we'll go to the Jaws quiz, if that's okay. I know you're. I don't yeah. want to keep you too long, but the uh, question is from Best MCU and DC on Twitter. I guess it's a comic book fan. Thanks for listening. Uh, is going to be what is brewing? Ne- we kind of went over this, but what is what's the big thing brewing next in the Six Fin series, Gabe?
1: So um, it is a Six Fin. My next product uh, is a Six Fin. I can tell you. Uh, conceptually, um, that there is a tie-in to um, Indian food and Indian cooking. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite uh, types. So that, that is kind of the concept from the actual product. Um, and then I will tell you um, uh, uh, that it, it, of course, is going to be, you know, a hybrid creature. I have picked out the name, uh, it will be a half shark and half another creature. And um, I'm pretty pumped about uh, the beast. And I've got some drawings that I've already made uh, of him. Um, and uh, I, I hope to work with the artist who I worked with uh, for the Hammagata, uh to work with it. Because I, I think that guy is super talented. And uh, so there's a lot of the, cool. the concept is there. And um, it just uh, is in such early development. But yes, our next product will be another six-spin.
0: Do you have to say the Hamagata with a uh, New England accent?
1: I insist upon it, yes. So how do,
0: how's, what's the proper way to say it? Hamagata. The Hamagata.
1: Yeah, you just take away an R and put in an H. And what's so interesting it's about New, New England folks is you do the opposite. You know, New England people take away the R's where there's R's, but then they add an R where there is no R. Like idea or Bermuda, like it just does. You know, it's the it's the funniest thing. So I guess it's kind yeah. of like we're still going to use the same amount of Rs in a given day, but we're just going to kind of play Tetris with the Rs and put them in different places. Put them where
0: you want. If you yeah. ever want to learn how not to do a New England accent, just watch Thirteen Days with Kevin Costner. He'll teach you everything <laughs> you need to know. Yeah, I was or, eating uh, that. And you want you Martin, passed
1: it? Martin Sheen in The Departed, <laughs> I think. And Jack Nicholson actually in The Departed also those in my book are the two worst Boston accents ever.
0: Oh, so bad, so bad. And it's such I love a great movie. movie,
1: but it's it was oh, distracting yeah. how bad their accents were.
0: I'm reckon I I do like Matt Damon's Boston accent because he doesn't have one, but he's from there, so he's like, yeah. I'm representing yeah. for the Sergeant Sullivan for the Medal of Merit, and you're like, I believe him, I believe <laughs> him, and <laughs> I love Ben Affleck in the town where he's like, what you drive a Tootie car? What you really drive a Tootie car? I'm like. <laughs> Do they say do they say tuny things like Toonie in Boston Gate? Never
1: never heard it in real life. I've actually okay. also never heard anyone from New England say bean town. Uh, I think that was created by someone outside of New England.
0: Had to be. Yeah, that's true. Um when you you, you on your on your website you have a store too and you also have um, products to sell like not just obviously you have products. That's the point of commerce, but you have things other than hot sauce like shirts and swag and stuff. I feel like comic books or something should be the next step because you have you're you're doing drawings now, so I think you guys need to branch off and do more like because you you seem like a good artist graphically. <laughs>
1: well, you get you've given me an opportunity for an unexpected pitch about our hot sauce holster, which is one of the merch things that we have, which I call the New England cowboy look, and I so me and my wife, we always connected because she would always have a bottle of hot sauce in her purse when we started dating, which uh, I found very endearing and attractive. Oh, and yeah, so definitely. now, But the problem was it would spill, you know, that, that's, that stinks. You have a hot sauce in your purse. So the hot sauce holster, which is uh, a company called hot sauce holsters in Tennessee, they make custom spicy shark hot sauce mm. holsters. So I wear that on my hip all the time and uh, you can buy them on our website.
0: Yeah, they're really cool looking, too. they are ninety nine 99 or $25. Um, get it with PayPal. Give it with a credit card. Buy buy them, though. It looks really, really cool. It looks very legit, and it looks like good craftsmanship with the logo, which is still the best 100%. company logo ever. The Spicy I Shark logo. That. It's the best. Um, before we go, I put together, Gabe, as we've mentioned, is, of course, a huge Jaws aficionado. I would say an expert. I would even go as far as say the biggest Jaws fan ever is Gabe. I've, I don't... Know anybody? We're, that we're lined
1: up involved. for massive failure if I bomb on this quiz. That's for sure.
0: Not <laughs> at all. Not at all. But this is—I I, this is a very difficult quiz. I didn't know the answers to most of these, and I'm a pretty big Jaws fan. But I wanted to see how much the maestro knows about some of these questions. I'm ready. All right, Gabe. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. We're gonna start off with a simple one. The opening scene of the film Jaws. There's a young lady swimming in the water. What is the name of this young lady?
1: Her name in the movie is Chrissy Watkins. Her name in real life is Susan Blacklinny, often mispronounced Susan Blackline. And I had the joy of not only meeting her, but giving her a hug and taking a picture with her and Alex Kintner at um, uh, SharkCon in Tampa in July 2019. I have it framed and it's me and Chrissy and Alex Kintner having... Spicy Shark, and it's like no that way. was one of the greatest days of my life.
0: Wow! I thought you were just going to yeah. say Chrissy. The fact that you knew the last <laughs> name actress you met her. See, that's like two points right there. Uh, what was a awesome. Shark Con in Tampa?
1: Yeah, it's like, like think of Comic Con, but for sharks. It's the greatest oh, thing, and so we I were a vendor get, there. I got to get the down there when it shark. happens. You do. It's it's on Target right now, uh, July tenth and eleventh, back in Tampa this year. We are a planned vendor to be down there. It's on our website under events. I really am hopeful that it, that it happens. It was obviously canceled last year. But it is anything from like fun, like shark jewelry to all of like big shark um, uh, research teams and nonprofits are there. Like the shark allies were there last year or two years ago oh, doing cool. presentations. Jaws characters, like I was saying, Alex Kentner was there. And it was a bummer, man, because last year was the 45 year anniversary of Jaws. And uh, yeah, they were gonna I have know all of these, all of these characters and obviously they're, they're much older now. So to to do that during COVID would have been way too dangerous, but um, I, I sure as heck hope it happens again. Cause that was one of the, uh, that was one of the best, uh, best days ever.
0: That's amazing. Look, you're right here on the website too. I just saw you guys spicy shark. Nice. This is a vendor. Here I am sure. And it's perfect. Jaws shark season too. July 10th in Florida, balmy, yep. hu- humid, you need some hot sauce. You need some. You need. You need lots of water because uh, it's that's 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 beautiful. How long did you go down there yeah. for, Gabe? Two days, you said.
1: It's two days. It's that weekend, and I we made a lot of money. Yet I spent more money than we made, and I loved every second of it.
0: That is so cool. Uh, I'll try to get down there and see you. I would expect a lot of people go to these, right? They, ew, yeah, it was
1: jammed. It was great. I yeah, mean, it good. Was, I, I mean, I was in heaven, but you know, you got to be a certain type of of shark person which that's amazing
0: question number two um okay so that was a great answer by the way thank you when we first see Quint, he was walking into a pub what is the name of that pub
1: i have that hat how's that what because i'm a huge fan of the hartford whalers and it is the whaler pub
0: coolest logo ever it is the the eight with the whale tail and the w yep
1: I never I never got to see a Whalers game, but uh, it's only about two hours from me where they used to. play.
0: When did they stop being a team? Ninety eight or something.
1: I wasn't ready for hockey trivia. I don't know the answer, but I do think it was the 80s.
0: It was. Yeah. But the coolest logo ever. Right. Very cool. It's like Hartford Whalers, Milwaukee Brewers. Those two are like coolest ever. Um, So it it is the Whalers Tavern. Uh, The first time, Gabe, that we see Sean Brody is on the beach. He's singing a type of song, or he's singing a song. What is the name of that tune?
1: Do you know the Muffin Man, the Muffin
0: Man? My daughter
1: sings it, and I love it when she sings it, but she sings it just because it's a song that four-year-olds sing, um, yeah. not that she knows it's from Jaws. She hasn't watched Jaws just yet.
0: I like whistling that song when I'm doing the dishes or something, and I know my wife's in earshot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what? What are you doing, Jaws? All the references she gets, though. Um, Very good. It's Do You Know the Muffin Man? Um, During the film, there is a dog that goes after a stick when his owner throws in the waters uh, on Amity Island. What is the name of that beast that runs in the water?
1: That poor boy was named Pippet. And I still say there's no proof. There's no proof he was eaten. It's speculation. It's good speculation. Um, I'm going to one-up you on dog trivia, though. Did Ooh. you know that the cocker spaniels in that um, in that, uh, that chief Brody had in his house are actually, or were actually Steven Spielberg's real cocker spaniels in real life. And uh, I know one of the dogs names was Elmer. I cannot remember the other. Wow.
0: One. That's a but deep dive. Yes. That was Spielberg's. Yeah. Dogs that were on set. Hmm. Pippet. I agree with you there. he, it's only speculation that he died. It is. There wasn't any blood in the water afterwards. I think the dog kind of just got carried like 30 feet up and got off the, you know, got out. And the owner didn't really notice that.
1: You don't think it was a boating accident or
0: Jack the Ripper? Could have been Jack the Ripper. No, no, it was a shark. It was a great white. <laughs> I'm not saying it was a shark. It probably is, Gabe. It probably is. But we're not going to know. I feel like when you create hot sauce, you should jump into Jaws characters. You know, like your <laughs> wife will be like... uh, you know, I'm not going to just open up the hot sauce and get it all the kitchen floor. You're like, it probably is the right. So it probably is. But we're not going to know. Um, next question, Gabe, is uh, Quint sings a lovely tune during the movie. It's another song question. What is the tune that Quint sings frequently?
1: Well, he sings a few. Um, he sings a um... Farewell, all I do, are you fair Spanish ladies? Farewell, ladies all you ladies of, of Spain, Spain, for we've received orders, orders but to sail back, back to, to Boston, Boston and never to see you again. That's the and song I was also, thinking of. There's that one, and then there's the one that I like to sing with my daughter when it's very late and time to go to bed. And I say, <laughs> Joanna, show me the way to go home. Boop, bum, boop, bum, boop. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a little it drink, drink about, about an hour ago, ago and it got right, right to, my to my head. head. <laughs> oh, oh, that looked like a great rather. time too when they're all, yeah.
0: you know, dancing and singing and everything. And then it gets very, that scene gets
1: interrupted when Bruce gets angry. And-
0: Bruce gets mad and smashes into the boat. Very good. I do love Quint. He's the most colorful character in film ever in any movie. He's just so, so perfect. And as you know, that's why Jaws could never be rebooted or remade. It's the movie is 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 um is timeless it's spielberg uh it's dreyfus it's roy scheider um uh it's just you can't robert shaw you could never duplicate the chemistry they have on screen it's just so you can't
1: and one of the things that made it so great was why they thought it would be such a failure is the shark was very temperamental in its ability to function and so so many of the scenes had to change because the shark wasn't working well so they were forced to come up with ways to scare you like Ben Gardner's head and it forced additional um, dialogue and um, additional interactions with the character. And I think that's what made it so great. If it was just, you know, uh, replaced by 10 more people getting eaten by the shark and more of the shark, I, I just, that's what makes it so timeless for me is I felt so emotionally connected to those characters. Like I, I, you know, I went, even though, um, marty my chevy blazer is in storage i still start him up every couple weeks uh just to make sure the engine's running and that the tires don't get flat spots and you know a couple days ago was roy scheider's anniversary of his death and like it it, like matters to me you know so that was one of the days i went over and started marty up you know and i'm just you just get so connected to those characters or at least obviously i do
0: it's a beautiful (laughs) thing that you do that no no no, you do you you i grew up you know with those characters you watch them they're timeless and it it the movie there's a fine line between like you said with the amount of times the shark kills if it was more it would have been in kind of piranha kind of waters where it's kind of a weird horror movie thing but it's it's not it, it has the perfect blend of characters you care about a timeless story and relationships you like to see as opposed to horror and the suspense and everything like that and um ben gardner's the reveal the jump scare of the head is still scary i've seen that movie you know like 50 100 times it's still scary every time you watch it the jump scare with the eye and what is, and you know, it, Ben it's, Gardner, it's
1: uh, that character to give um, as, I'm, as I'm introducing trivia, um, please, that no, character please. In, uh, was actually a um, a local on Martha's Vineyard who played Ben Gardner, and he was Quint's inspiration of how to play Quint's role is how Ben Gardner was. So just a little fun fact: Robert Shaw would always say, and I'm spacing out on his real name, uh, but he based a lot of his character of quint as to how ben gardner was in real life
0: oh i didn't know that that's really cool yeah. you've been yeah. to martha's vineyard obviously a lot many many times i is- would go during the
1: winter we couldn't uh couldn't exactly afford it during the summer but i went to college in boston and one of the things that i was so excited about is like oh i'm only like two hours from amity island so i would go during the winter and oh yeah We'd go to uh, to visit where Alex Kintner uh, is uh, is the bar manager at uh, the Town Wharf pubs. He still is. Uh, his real name's Jeff Voorhees. And we'd always go like sneak up and say, hey. And uh, yeah, there's still Jaws characters because so many of the characters in the movie are locals to Martha's Vineyard.
0: They were uh, Islanders. Yeah. Like the guy in Jaws, yeah. too. That's like, yeah, I'm an Islander. And they asked him. Yeah, I, I've always yeah. wanted to say that. You would. Uh, yeah, I'm an Islander. Are you? No, no, I'm, I'm visiting. I'm a tourist. Um, I think that's cool. I always wanted action. to go up there. I'm a big Kennedy fan. Why are you fan.
1: telling me this? I just want you to know.
0: I just want you to know. That's I'm an Islander. Um, very cool, though. Very cool trivia. Uh, I just have a few more here. The uh, very good background, too, in Bed Gardner. I didn't know that. I did not know that at all. There's men uh, on the dock uh, trying to lure the shark, trying to catch the shark after the, the reward is, is thrown out there and people are losing their heads. What is the food that the two men on the dock are using to lure in Bruce?
1: The food on the dock. You mean the chum?
0: The chum, or the, or the bait that they're uh, using with the hook.
1: I know there's there's definitely hearts. Um, there's also dynamite that they use to blow up fish. But a specific food other than, I don't know what kind of hearts it is. I don't know. Maybe I don't know this.
0: This That would be the holiday roast. Remember, it was his wife's oh, holiday roast. The
1: two on, I'm sorry. I thought you meant when they're chumming for the shark.
0: I thought yes. that I asked you that incorrectly because you would know that question you know
1: yes and you know what always bothers so it? i'm glad i'm glad we're talking about it me a you're, you've brought up a scene you know when you watch it so many times there's certain parts of the movie that that you question and i remember when because he throws it in he goes my wife's gonna you know uh my wife's gonna kill me because i'm using her how the holiday Ex-
0: exactly yeah and i'm
1: like this movie in and in the movie <laughs> is taking place over the july fourth week so i remember just being like why do they have a holiday roast over July 4th weekend? It doesn't make sense. Um, I never thought about that. And by the way, that. one of those great scenes that you never see the shark. And I thought that was one of the scariest parts of the movie when you see the dock just, you hear oh. it creaking as it turns around and starts following him in. So um, creepy.
0: And it's at dusk yeah, too, which it makes is. it scarier because you're like, oh, it's For getting sure. dark.
1: Yeah, so it was one of the men's wife's holiday roast that apparently they have holiday roast to celebrate July 4th.
0: Good point with that, too. It's like in Goodfellas, after they whack Billy Bats and he's spraying out his trunk, Ray Liotta the next day. That would have been in December in, in Queens. You're not wearing, and he's wearing the wife beater outside. You're not wearing a wife beater in December in Queens. It's freezing. <laughs> it was like it took one of the, I never, never put that together, though. Good good explanation. Um, two more here. The name of the harbor master in Jaws. What is his name of the Harbormaster?
1: Ooh. I know it.
0: This is the toughest question on the quiz by the way.
1: Ah. Oh, you know what's so frustrating is I was just had in my head um a story that I had about Deputy Hendricks that I was going to tell you and now I can't get Deputy Hendricks out of my head. What's the story so with Deputy Hendricks? Pardon?
0: What's the story with Deputy Hendricks?
1: Oh, he was one of the, you know, he's Brody's assistant and obviously he has a much more prominent role in Jaws 2. But when I started talking about from your first question, meeting the characters, I met him on Jaws Fest in 2012, the same time that I met Wendy Benchley. And he was just the nicest guy. And he signed my prize possession, my Jaws Fest poster with all their signatures. Um, wow. And he signed it uh, Gabe, I let Polly do the printing, Deputy <laughs> Hendricks, which is like, no the way. So I've got his name in my head, and I cannot remember the Harbor Master's name.
0: The, where, first of all, where's this poster? Do you have this framed somewhere?
1: Yeah, I have it framed in my room. It's got uh, pretty much everyone who was at Jaws Fest, which was every living character minus Spielberg and Dreyfus and Lorraine Gary, who played Ellen Brody. So the three biggest names didn't show, but um, but everyone else, like I've got Lee Fierro, who's Alex Kintner's mom. She sadly passed away last year. She wrote, you know, Gabe, Best of Life, Lee Fiero. So I've yeah. got probably like eight like Carl Gottlieb. The screenwriter signed it, Joe Alves, who chose Martha's Vineyard as the location and, and helped design the shark. He signed it. Um, wow. It's a really good I love it.
0: Uh, Frank Silva is the name of the Harbor Master.
1: Ah.
0: Oh, do you this? remember even when in the movie they say this? I don't remember ever hearing the name Frank Silva. In the I movie do first. know
1: it because I know it and I can't. And that's why I'm so angry at myself. I know a Frank Silva in Durham, New Hampshire. So I remember when I met him, I go, oh my God, Frank Silva. Dang it. All right.
0: Is that when they, when do they say it though? When, when everybody's, when Dreyfus comes into town, when Matt Hooper comes in?
1: Hmm.
0: Cause he's the guy I with the I pipe.
1: I don't, yes. I don't remember.
0: That doesn't limit to anything. I'm like, he's the guy with the pipe. That's like everybody in the movie. No, Johnson. but he's
1: got that funny scene. I know, he, you know,
0: um, he looks like a, like a captain, but the, like a stereotypical, Yeah. you know, last question, Gabe, you're, you're killing it on the quiz though. You're, you're doing better <laughs> than most people ever could imagine. Uh, the name of the boat, Nat Hooper in the film was going to depart on a boat the following day, but he decided to stay in Amity for obvious reasons. Uh, what was the name of the boat he was going to depart on the following day? Remember he, that Hooper was gonna go on this expedition the next day?
1: Yep. Yep, he was. Uh, in Woods Hole. Oh, this is one of those where I'd have to just, I haven't watched it in a while and I'm spacing out.
0: I'll give you a hint. It's also the name of a female, of the lead female character in a classic Disney animated film. I
1: remember he called it a floating asylum. Exactly. I think he was, sitting, I remember the scene. That's why it's killing me. He's sitting there. He comes over with the wine and he goes, yeah, it's actually a floating asylum.
0: <laughs> so my husband says you're in the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to let that breathe. Okay. Uh, it's the Aurora. The Aurora. Ah, yes. One of those.
1: The floating asylum named as the Aurora. Dang it.
0: Is Jaws. Do you guys watch? First of all, do your kids watch Jaws or are they too old or young? No, or young I, only have a, I
1: only have a daughter and she's, she's only four. So she's too young for that, but too young, but I do look forward to the day where, uh, where we can.
0: That was going to be my question. Like, uh, I don't know how old the, your kid kids or kid where, about your daughter, I would think, when you guys have that that coming of age where you guys watch jaws together, that's the equivalent to like a father who loves baseball taking a son to the first game or somebody buying their 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 kid a beer when they're twenty
1: and a hundred percent is I have a good friend of mine, mary, who's one of my I call her one of my jaws friends is like three of us who are really really into it, and she just watched it with her son Henry, and I think it was when he turned eight and it was like a big thing for them so I'm thinking, uh, we'll, we'll see how maybe she might, she might mature quicker. Maybe it'll be seven, but I, I am excited for that time.
0: It's going to be amazing. I want to thank you, Gabe, so much for coming on the show today. Um, thank it's you. such a, it's such a pleasure to, to talk to you, to learn about everything you're doing and, and to see, you. I think you're just a, uh, just a great guy. And I love the spicy shark.
1: Well, ditto. And I really appreciate you having me. This is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. Please, please come back. Listeners. Um, please visit the spicy shark at the spicy shark.com. Check out some of the great products, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at the spicy shark. And uh, don't forget to um, stay in touch with them on their, uh, everything they got going on, because you have a lot of moving parts in your site game and they look pretty amazing. Thank you. You do have a phone number listed. I want to, I want to call one day and you'll go spicy shark. And I'll go, yeah, that scene in Jaws. Um, <laughs> what was the name? And you'll be like, you gotta stop calling. This is a business line. Yes. And I'll be like, want I have a question. What is is Gabe there?" And they'll go, "Sir, you need to stop calling." I
1: think I'll probably just answer the questions until uh, eventually my wife says it's time for dinner. Honestly, it's
0: time it's for probably... <laughs> that's a spicy shark, Gabe. Thank you so much. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle, and thank you for listening uh, to all the shows for free on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Apple Podcast. Good night and Godspeed, everybody.